Okay, who is Jude Law? Why is he in every movie I have seen? He's in everything! He's in everything! He's gay, he's straight, he's American, he's British. Next day he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the movie. Forgive my compromised sense of humor. I did want to answer our host question. Jude Law is, he's, he's one of our finest actors. Hello, and welcome to Law School, a podcast about Jude Law and nothing else. That's it. I'm Fran Hoffner. I'm Caroline Simons. And this week we are talking about AI, artificial intelligence, which is, as far as I'm aware, the only time Chris Rock and Jude Law have been in the same movie. I was about to say that uncredited, I texted you, I'm like, Chris Rock, and you just said, yep. Because yeah. I had never seen this before. Right. I always forget. Well, I mean, I've only seen it twice, but I had forgotten about Chris Rock in it. So Chris Rock should know who Jude Law is. Oh, they never were on set. Yeah, but it's like they're they're probably at the premiere together. Big premiere, though. A lot of people. No guarantee they ran into each other. It just makes the joke even ruder at the Oscars. Yeah. The writers should have done their research. The writers should have done their research. Dude, AI is a movie like no other. AI, artificial intelligence in the year 2001? 2001, June release. June release. Really good year for movies. I believe you, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Fellowship. I mean, we shouldn't just... Those are the two movies. Yep, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, Fellowship. Usually we don't get to award talk off the bat, but I really want to contextualize where we're at this movie. Yeah, 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 please do. Because this movie is such a huge production. It's out of its mind. It's incredible. And it's like, what was going on at this time? How did this get made, as we ask? Well, it's Spielberg and it's Kubrick. It's Spielberg and it's Kubrick. Kubrick's last... Yeah, but I forget how much he touched on this. From what I understand, first of all, Hollywood's obsessed with Pinocchio, which, why? You don't have to be. Like, it's fine. I hate Pinocchio. Really? Go off on that. The Disney, well, I hate the Disney animated version. I haven't seen the Italian one. The Italian with Roberto Benigni. Didn't Roberto Benigni do it a Pinocchio? Probably. People are obsessed with this stupid story. I hate the Disney version. I think it's like one of the scariest movies of all time. I like and, the whale. Ugh, and I love whales. That's the scariest whale I've ever seen. I think it's fun, the idea of being in a whale. Mm. No? I bet you love like the Bible. <laughs> I do. Okay. I'm then. known for loving the Bible. That's... That's a good point. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's cuz I don't care about I couldn't care less about Pinocchio. I am yeah, just do that. I'm I'm doing fine. <laughs> creaky? Yeah, just creaking around. Just do it creaky bones. Yeah, these are my bones. You sound creaking. like you sound like that whale. Um All right. <laughs> too much? Okay, so Hollywood's obsessed with Pinocchio. Hollywood's obsessed. They don't have to be Pinocchio's really straightforward and super boring. Every now and then they'll be like a deadline article that pops up that they're going to redo live action Pinocchio. And once Robert Downey Jr. was attached for Geppetto. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you don't have to. He's like still attached to that, I think. I don't know. From what I know from watching Entourage, like you can just stay <laughs> attached to a project. That is, oh, we'll talk about Entourage <laughs> later, later in this episode. You mean, we can just talk, Adrian Grenier pops up. Adrian Grenier pops up, but real Entourage heads know. Do you know who the villain of the Entourage movie is? Who? Haley Joel Osment. Not as himself, but as like a studio exec. Did you ever see Spoils of Babylon? He's so good in that. Who? Haley Joel Osment. No, I haven't seen it. It's a I thought you were going to say Adrian Grenier. I was like, that simply can't be possible. That's not, no, no, he's saving the world. He whales. doesn't have it. He doesn't work yet. No. <laughs> no, Haley Joel Osment in um, Spoils of Babylon, the IFC show that relies heavily on mini models and soap tropes, 
really I know funny. what this is. Yeah, people. Yeah, He's I great. got no bones with with uh, Haley Joel Osment. I like him. I'm I'm thrilled that. He's doing. It seems like he's doing great. I don't want to speak for him. We haven't had him on, but I, I'm glad he's doing well in these projects. Yeah, he's as good as anyone could be in the Entourage movie. That is a very diplomatic statement. I mean, it's good. I'll watch it. He's. I love Entourage. Maybe he's the best one in it. I watched Entourage every Sunday with my family. Why? Here's the thing about me in the Entourage movie. Hmm? I've seen zero episodes of Entourage. <laughs> Saw the movie. Not even in- Aquaman. The Aquaman app, everyone knows the Aquaman storyline. No, I just I know I just saw the movie. Do you movie. know of it? You know how Vince is in Aquaman? You know how he's Aquaman? No. You don't know. Is Come this on. real? Yes. Yeah, well, it's not real in air quotes. Well, sh- yeah, I know it's not. That's crazy because you and I saw Aquaman parentheses 2018 together. We did. And this didn't come up. I'm sure I said Vince is in the movie at one point. I don't know. I didn't know this. No, I just saw the movie blind. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I just saw this movie and I don't know anything about Entourage? Key plot line of Entourage's show amongst Sloan and other things, is like, uh, he's Aquaman. And then he does prestige projects, and some of them tank, and some of them do well. And yeah. What? Dude, I learned everything about how a movie gets made from Entourage. It's really weird. I watched that as a teenager and was not alienated by, like, the, the sexual no women. politics of Yeah, it? and the sexual politics of it. Cool. I was like, oh, that's what a manager does. Yeah. I loved it. Piven. Piven. Evanston, Illinois native. Really? Yep. Oh, I guess I knew that from all the other Emmanuel profiles. <laughs> oh, wait, they're different. <laughs> I, literally, right. I literally in my head was like, he is Ari Emanuel, but he's different. Look, Hollywood's obsessed with Pinocchio. Hollywood's obsessed <laughs> with Pinocchio. And like, this is I... yet another Pinocchio story. I was like, can I stick the landing on this segue? I can't. I need Fran to do it. But yeah, like Hollywood's obsessed with Pinocchio. I saw this movie for the first time last year. But I had wanted to see it in theaters as a kid, and my parents wouldn't let me. Yeah, I remember a lot lot of trailers for it. Never went. There's no way in hell my parents would be interested in going to see this movie, and I would have to go along because I was 10. I think my parents would hate this movie, and I think they thought it would be too scary for me, and they're right. I thought it was rated R. I thought What is it, PG-13? I think it's just I I had a, first of all, two and a half hours long. Normal length these days. Sheesh, I guess. But like, yeah, I... But back in 01 when movies were a dime <laughs> and popcorn a dollar. At the Nickelodeon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kubrick thing. That's okay. why I, okay. I keep saying oh. that because I'm like, I feel like we didn't finish up. I'll put it together. But Kubrick was obsessed with Pinocchio or wanted to tell this story. Modern day Pinocchio. Legend has it. He thought Spielberg could pull it off after seeing Jurassic Park and being impressed with the CGI. Uh, Kubrick dies. And Spielberg makes this movie. Yeah. This is one of the best Spielbergs, I think. Really? Totally. That's a statement. One of the best. Not the best. I'm baffled by this movie. I like it. I mean, look, I had a great time. But I think it's insane. I mean, very clear. It's insane. It's like one of the bleakest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And very clearly, like, this is a modern fairy tale. Like, couldn't be stressed enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. I'm just gobsmacked by this movie. It is crazy. But we get incredible Jude Law performance. A top three Jude for me. Absolutely. With his Astro Boy hair. Like. His Astro Boy hair. Jude is not the sort of titular uh, Pinocchio. No, he's in not. This. We should contextualize that the movie is about a little robot boy named David, played by Haley Joel Osment, post Sixth Sense. This is a movie about global warming. 
also. Among other things, yeah. Um, who is essentially purchased for a family whose son is in like a kind of coma. Right. A medically induced coma, I think, to fight some illness. Right. And they get a robot son like to replace their kid, who I think is the little brother from uh, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, very good. Isn't it that little guy? That kid was so annoying. Yeah. I hope he's well, though. You know what? I hope, yeah, as a person, hope he's well. That character, though, I'm like, I hated it because I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't like how these parents raised a monster. And then I have less sympathy for the parents. I'm like, your kid's a brat. Imagine waking up from a coma and like being rude. Yeah. I I actually, you could probably get away with a lot if you came out of a coma. So I kind of can't imagine that. The real little boy's name is Martin. And let me just say on the record, (laughs) never known a good Martin. In my neighborhood growing up. He's nice. All right. You don't know him, though, so that no, statement I don't stands. Know him. Um, look, this so, is a movie about global warming. I have to address it because I hate well, global warming movies. We'll get, we'll get there. That's Ugh. back third. That's back third. Back third, we'll talk about global the warming. The opening prologue addresses oh, that's global true. warming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, says yeah. the greenhouse gases, which I thought was so quaint, of like as if we are not constantly thinking about greenhouse gases now and like the ocean's rising. It had to kind of be like Watch out for these, the greenhouse gases. It's like, no, we know. Yeah, we know. That's going to be an issue. I think it's kind of relevant, too, because they're like, it's a population control thing. So families can only have one kid. I guess it was necessary to bring up the global warming so you could have Manhattan underwater later in the movie and Coney Island underwater. They justify bringing it up at the start of the movie because there's a cap on uh, the amount of children a family can have. So when this family's one kid is put into a coma... The alternative is naturally, oh, robot child. Robot child. Prototype robot child. Right. Played by Haley Joel Osment, named David. Named David. And when their real kid wakes up, it's like it's too much trouble having two. Especially when they don't get along. They don't get along. Everyone's mean to David the robot. Um, And he's expelled by his mother. Yeah, his mom drives him to the woods, drops him off, drives away. Drives away. And we get this like heartrending scene where they're like both sobbing and like sort of like clutching onto each other before she like abandons him. Yeah. Horrible to watch. Uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like it. Fade to black. Fade to black. Who what pops up? What do we up? hear? What do we hear? I think you're afraid of happiness. Our guy. The sultry sound. It's an hour into the movie. Of Jude Law, 52 minutes. 52 minutes? Yeah, I checked. Well, if you round up, that's an hour. Yep. And well, I'm just saying, that's like, it's like, whew, finally. Like I a know. We'll big s- glass of water. Finally. He's wearing eyeshadow. He puts on eyeshadow. Oh, my, 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 my. I guess to put him on the... Oh, on put our him on Chris, the Matrix. Yeah. Chris Rock Matrix. British. Mm-hmm. Although we get a little taste of American. I thought his American accent slipped in that one scene. I was I like... I agree. Miss Bevins. It's Joe. At your service. I'm like, you just did Ripley. You just did Ripley. Also, we'll talk about that in a sec, but Mm. that little bit feels like a nod to Ripley in general. Oh, of him being like... um, Blonde and American. mm -hmm. Oh, good point. Um, But extremely straight. Probably one of the straighter performances I've seen from him. Yeah, by definition and profession. Yes. Yeah. By design, I should say. By design, straight. Once you've had a lover robot, you'll never want a real man. Again. So Jude Law is Gigolo Joe. Gigolo Joe. Tap dancing, eyeshadow wearing, charming the ladies, Gigolo Joe. Robot sex worker. Astro hair boy. Yeah, he's got hair like... Astro um, boy hair. Like Ness from... Oh, yeah. Smash Brothers. But Ness wears a hat. You don't know what his hair looks like. But you get it. 
It's interesting the way in which, like, this feels like one of the more honest representations of Jude's hairline. Yeah. But it's like an almost 20-year-old movie. And that, like, cartoonish, plastic, shoe-polished looking. Yeah. It follows the curvature, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. The natural peak. So let's talk about the look. Incredible. Contoured? Yes. Glowing. Absolutely. Highlighter? Dewy. On fleek. Absolutely. But ahead of his time, 2001, they knew how to make him look good. Correct. Gold eyeliner. Eyeliner, eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. He applies before his job. All... I, I bought gold eye, uh, gold eyeshadow after I saw this. Did you really? Yeah, last year I was like, time to invest. That's, it's a good look. Pleather jacket matching Really shirt. plasticky sort of looking and mm-hmm. a cool way. Which is what they do for all of the robots. They kind of give them like a very dewy sheen, mm-hmm. which is a great aesthetic choice. The robots are really well done in this. The robots are amazing. Amazing. There's a million dollar question about Jiggle Joe. Okay. Would you have sex with Jiggle Joe? Yeah. Do I get a million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get a million dollars for answering the question. This is the coolest. Yeah. Survey I'm a little I've freaked out by him. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. That's part of why I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, or do, or do or don't. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think the first time I watched it, I was like, yes. And then this time I was like, very unsettled. Well, you get a peek behind the curtain where it's like, I mean, he's a robot. He has no internal life and he's still like sad. So if you see that, less appealing. You hate to know that someone is sad when you want to have sex with them. Yeah, don't tell me. (laughs) Don't. You hate to hear that. I'm not here for that. No. You got to go elsewhere for that. Gigolo Joe initially sort of introduces a separate plot line to David. Yes. Kind of running concurrently and then uh, fate brings them together in a very magical fairy tale sort of way. Yeah. Gigolo Joe is framed uh, for murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, here's what I'll say. I was a little bit bored until we got to Gigolo Joe because I just felt the suburban stuff lagged forever. And I'm a sucker for you get to Gigolo Joe and you're in your Blade Runner neon world of sin. And I'm like, I love this. That's where it does go full Blade Runner. I mean, the first Mm -hmm. 45 minutes of this movie make me so uncomfortable. Yeah. That I'm like, you know, like clenching my fists. And so when Jude shows up, it's like, all right. Poof. Here's a guy I know I like, because from the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jiggle Joe on the run. Jiggle Joe on the run. Haley Joe Osment, David on the run. <laughs> yeah. Scooped up by... You tell me. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Riding the moon. What's a new model doing, Gleeson, unregistered? Sir, it's a late-generation lovemaker. And there's a relief from all this antique iron. You are certain he's not a man. I wouldn't want to repeat the Trenton incident. Picking up robots. <laughs> Again, I kept texting Fran. I'm like, this is a. I just kept texting you the name of like the actor when they showed up. I was just like, Brendan Gleason. You're like, yep. I and I was a little surprised you didn't text me about Jude, but I guess it's like you knew. He well, was we knew. Be in it. I didn't know anything. I knew Jude was going to be in it, and I was like, well, I'll talk to her about it soon enough. You didn't know he'd be so shiny. I didn't, and I was really happy about you think that. This is his shiniest performance. I think so. They're always putting Jude in the future. I was thinking about this. Until they put well, him in the past. You know, I, when is Jude in the future? Okay, Jude's in the future in Existence, okay. in Gattaca, okay. in this yep. hullabaloo. I guess Captain Marvel's present day, I guess. No, it's a, it's from the 80s. 90s. 90s, fuck. Smashing Pumpkins, but... Nine Inch Nails t-shirt, whole movie. <laughs> Come on, man. I guess in the past in like... Cold Mountain. All the King's Ripley. Men. King Arthur. King Arthur. <laughs> Legend, yeah, of, the Legend of the Sword, I guess, does Sherlock. take place. Sherlock. 
Man, uh, I guess Jude's a man. Road, a man to, in road time. to Perdition. Road to Perdition. That's Anna Karenina. Oh, man, I can't wait to watch that one again. Uh, the Aviator. Yeah. Good. Sky Captain, sort of both. Yeah. Oh, we should watch Sky Captain, dude. I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. Yeah, I guess it's not fair to say he's only in the future. Maybe he's just in all. He, I think Jude's he gets a man of, of time. He's a man of time because now we have a lot of present day Jude. You get closer. You get side effects. You get what's the psycho thing coming out in January with Blake Lively playing ugly? Oh, the rhythm section. Yeah, I didn't Why title that one. Did the, yeah, I didn't title that one, man. <sighs> yeah, we'll go. But like Vox Lux in the Vox Lux. Young Pope. New Pope. That's a brighter future, imagining him as Pope, though, so I guess. I guess. The sort joke. of the thing is, like, is it better? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Contagion. He's a blogger. What could be more modern than that? Uh, I guess we got to watch Contagion now. I've, I'm the reason we haven't done it. Do you think ever sent an email? Oh, shit. Good question. Um, In the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> like, when it was new, he was, like, Yeah, like, on a gateway PC And now something. he, like, loves texting. I bet he loves to text. Yeah, I bet he sends, like, one long text. Like, he doesn't do, like, Yeah, and ends text with, like, text. X. You know? Yeah, I bet he does. Well, British people do that. Oy, oy. <laughs> do they really? Should I text more Brits? Yeah, they always end with X. Really? They're like, see you soon, X. Maybe they just It like means a little kiss. Yeah, maybe, got, maybe a bunch of Brits have a crush on you. No, they just do it. All right. I want to think that many people can't have crushes on me. I think they can. You're charming. You look great today. Oh, thank you so much. You look great. Oh, thanks. We're sort of variations on a theme, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have to take our word for this. We don't do any, you know, we're not matching, but it's definitely like same collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gigolo Joe. Gigolo Joe, you also mentioned um, Flesh Fair. Oh, the Flesh Fair. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson shows up riding the moon. He captures the robots, brings them to the flesh fair. Normal, normal, all oh, normal ca- things. Oh, can I just say, Jude, so when he's like, he's picking up all the robots in a big net to take them to the flesh That's fair. That's how you catch them, yeah. That's how you catch robots. Jude, in a big net, looks amazing. Oh my God, he's like leaning all he's nonchalant. He's like swash, yeah, he's like swashbuckling. Yeah, yeah, like he's at the crow's nest. Looks incredible. Yeah, with his like big long jacket. So not, he's so not pressed. He's like, I'm going to the flesh fair. He looks gorgeous. It's like, guess I'm in a net. Uh, make it work. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. Yep. Another day at the office. All right. The flesh fair is incredible. I did it's, not know this component It's like existed. county fair X monster truck rally. Abs- I did text you like, is it a monster truck rally? Yeah, You're like, basically. just wait. Yeah. It's, it's like an incredible like carnival from the future dystopian aesthetic and they're just ripping apart robots it's to like assert r- their human dominance. Yeah. It's like some like red state ass sort yeah. of like yeah. preserve the human race. supremacy sort of yeah right right so right. they rip across yeah they rip apart robots and cheer yeah and you get they a put really- acid on them yeah they keep oh is that I thought it was like grease it's resin acid oh acid, acid. I thought you said resin I'm oh, like would resin no. do that and I'm like I don't acid know. I think yeah something bad because he's like it's burning me. When, like, one little drop gets well, on hot David. would burn you, too. It could be. I don't know why I'm arguing over, over like, liquid. the liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah. bad. Could be kombucha. Um, could be kombucha. Like, real hot, though. We got to talk. But Chris Rock is one of these robots. Chris Rock has two lines VO of a robot being, like, fed into, like, a shredder or something. And it's so clearly Chris Rock. A lot of uncredited cameos here. What I like about a Spielberg movie is especially in the format of a fairy tale where it's so much, you know, teasing the next character and the next step of the journey. Every time they bring up a new character, like, we're going to see Dr. No. I'm like, it's going to be a celeb. Who's oh, it going to be? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not, not going to get a celeb for these character roles. Yeah, totally. So you get Chris Rock, you get Brennan Gleeson, you get uh, 
Dr. No, of course, being Robin Williams as a disembodied, uncredited voice. Mm -hmm. Great stuff like that. Yeah. And it's at the flesh fair where Joe and David meet up. Basically, David just grabs his hand. Yeah. Because he gets scared. And then he's like, like, where's an adult? Yeah. And grabs his hand and then they just kind of don't let go of each other. Where's the most beautiful adult? Yeah. Who looks shiny? You know who. Yeah. And they get out. They escape together. We got to say... Look, Jude's performance is incredible. The look is incredible. The movement is yeah, extraordinary. He's like, it's it's just so interesting. The like type of masculinity projected in this like robot sex worker because it's not like it's such an interesting dystopian masculinity where he's like sort of like uh, you know like Gene Kelly yeah. like Gone with the Wind. It's like a non-threatening performance, like throwback to these old timey guy, Hollywood. guys. Guys, he's always like dancing, dancing and doing like this amazing little footwork and these spins. He's just charming. As he's hell. got this like neck twitch he does that turns on music. Yeah, sort of that projects out of him. It's yeah, it's very much rooted in like a retro nostalgia not like a cowboy masculinity no or firefighter or like no and like that. he's not magic mike xxl no 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 singing in the rain XXL. He's singing in the rain <laughs> yeah and it's so it's so amazing because it's like i mean it's someone who's clearly programmed to be this type of you know charisma i mean I, you know he's like, very like non-threatening i know all about women about as much as there is to know no two are ever alike. And after they've met me, no two are ever the same. You have these moments of this fluid movement and the dancing and the footwork, and he does the rest of the robotic movement so well. So it's very much like, oh, this is slipstreams of your programming. So you get the herky-jerky, head turn, eyes pop open robot stuff, and then you yeah. can just like slip into like a turn and a tap dance. And I mention that because I love the shot when they leave the flesh fair. And he spins. He spins through the turnstile and Haley Joe Osment just kind of like runs out like a little kid and I'm just like, that's why he's our guy. Yeah, and he's always like splashing through puddles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about him is Gigolo Joe is that I don't think Gigolo Joe feels like a profound affection for David. Mm-hmm. But there is, like, there's an attachment and some of it is like business related of like Maybe this guy can get me some business somehow and I can like start hooking up with the ladies again. He's always like, where's the new opportunity? In a way that I think is like, not, it doesn't feel nefarious. It's just sort of like, oh yeah, this guy is like w- sort of one track. Right. He's programmed to do his job. He's been taken away from doing his job because like you said, he's framed for murder. So now he can't get, you know, that re- client's coming to him. He's like taking out his chip so no one can find him. Mm-hmm. Come to this kid. It's like, oh, you'll take me to the ladies. And it's like, yep, back on track as the sex robot. She will make you a real boy, for I will make her a real woman, and all will be right with the world, because you held my hand and saved my brain, so that once again, my customers may ask for me by name, Gigolo Joe, what do you know? Insane to say that out loud. Sex robot? No, yeah. to say he's ba- like just like, oh, a little kid will help me get back on track as a sex worker. Well, their scenes together are so interesting because it doesn't always seem like a kid and an adult. Sometimes it seems like two adults. Right. Well, that's the robot aspect. Yeah. All right. Look, leave the flesh fair. Go to Rouge City. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rouge City, very not only Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. I feel like you're going to like this. Feel like Rouge City is Jersey City. Oh, do you like that? Oh, 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 yeah. Because originally I'm like, it's Manhattan. They're going through their fake little 
Lincoln Tunnel. You don't think Jersey City would also be flooded if Manhattan is underwater? I'm trying to bring you into the narrative, Fran. You think I live in Rouge City? Geographically, we got to talk about this. Yeah, let's... Takes place in New Jersey. Takes place in Jersey Classic. Dropped in, like, the opening scene. It's like, yes, New Jersey, like, robotics or whatever. Yeah. Cybertronics New Jersey is the branch where David is developed. Yes. I'm like... The bravest thing this movie does is not put it in, like, Silicon Valley. I mean, yeah. Silicon Valley wasn't really happening then. Yeah, it wasn't then. New Jersey is where William Hurt will invent robots that we can love. Yeah, William Hurt commuting from New Jersey to Manhattan to his submerged office at the end of the movie. The big reveal is, look who's in. What is he, is he taking a little submarine through the Lincoln Tunnel? I'm like, that's such a hard commute now. Or do you think he lives in a flooded building and just like takes the elevator? Is but, the elevator working? But then he's the got to commute back to New Jersey. No, because the the... Room that they're in in the opening scene is in New Jersey. Is in Manhattan. Oh, so I'm like, why are you calling it electronics? You know, Cybertronics New Jersey. Why is the New Jersey branch in Manhattan? I don't know. And in Rouge City, mm. Very they go fun. see Doctor No, who's like a little CGI Einstein, voiced by Robin Williams. Very clearly Robin Williams, which we love. What is Blue Fairy? Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. And beca- because this is Pinocchio, David is like caught on this whole thing of like getting to the Blue Fairy, which he believes like will grant his one wish to become a real boy and then he can go back with his family. Right. His mom read the story of Pinocchio to him and fixated on, Mom will love me if I become a real boy. Yeah. So Dr. No gives David and Joe directions to William Hurt in flooded Manhattan. In the form of a riddle. In the form of a riddle, but mm-hmm. they do figure it out. Good. And when they get to the, you know, cyber robotics, cybertronics office in flooded Manhattan, David smashes up a clone of himself mm-hmm. while Gigolo Joe just sort of watches and in horror. And backs away. And is like, oh boy. Time to go. Time to cancel my friend. Yep. <laughs> my problematic friend. My problematic friend. Cancels him. Leaves. David the robot learns he is not special. There's a bunch of Davids and boxes ready to be shipped out. Different hair colors. Yeah. It's so unsettling. Gigolo Joe gets finally captured by the authorities, leaves the aquacopter to Haley Joe Osment, who goes to the bottom drives of the it sea. the water. <laughs> drives it into the water, which is allowed. And he finds a blue fairy uh, at the bottom of the ocean in Coney Island. And that's where things take a turn for me. Well, let's just say Gigolo Joe... Slash Jude, one of the best final lines. Oh, it's of a character in a movie. I was. I am. I was. I am. I was. Nice. Just shouted, sort of triumphantly. Who among us is not am and was? That's the message of this movie. Yeah, it do be like that. I mean, it is. Um, Okay, so talk about the turn. I can't talk. God. Did it really freak you out? Yes. Yeah, it's really freaky. I was like, how are they allowed to get away with this? It is one of the strangest... Back thirds. Yeah. I want to say, I was going to say, it really seems like an ex machina to me, and I'm like, different movie. But Mm. like in the traditional sense, just like, oh yeah, just VO all of a sudden is like, and 2,000 years pass. And then these aliens show up flying a cube, and I'm like, I got to take a break right now. Yeah, and they're like... Pearlescent Slenderman. I like paused, did the dishes, came back, aliens still doing stuff. I'm like, I swear to God. They're so freaky. Yeah, these like... But the aliens love him because he was like made by humans. So it's like he's the last remnant of the human race. And so they're like, we got to help this guy out. Yeah. And they give him what he wants, which is they recreate for one final day uh, the memory of his mother. They bring her back with 
using the DNA from a lock from her hair. They spend one day together as mother and child without the stigma of him being a robot. And then they pass on to the next world. Well, she's done forever. Mm -hmm. And he, what, stays awake for the end of time? I thought they implied that he shut himself down or, like, was able to. Like, he lay down and slept and he's not supposed to sleep. But the fact that he is, I'm like, oh, he's satisfied and he's moving on, shuffling off this mortal coil. What a fucking bleak movie. When those aliens showed up flying a cube, I'm like, how is this allowed? You don't like that? No. It's like Arrival. <laughs> it is like Arrival. It's a different shape, but yeah, it's like Arrival. I, I mean, I love this. I think this movie's so gonzo. It's very out there. And it really upsets me. Nope. <laughs> very little of this movie am I like, I'm having a good time. Did well at the box office, though. I mean, it didn't. It, I remember this looking cool as hell. It, I mean, it does look cool It as still hell. looks cool as hell, they, but like the advertising for it, I remember, I yeah. mean, I was a kid, I wanted to see it. I kept mixing this up with Bicentennial Man, which is actually <laughs> a Robin Williams picture. Yeah. Does not look cool as hell. Spielberg had just done, he had like just done, was Saving Private Ryan right before this? I should check. You should check. He definitely goes on and does Minority Report right after this. So he's on a kick. That is true. It must be Saving Private Ryan. Well, Saving Private Ryan is, what, 98? Yeah. I was looking through his IMDb. He's done a lot of movies uh, we forget about besides the big classics. Steve Spiel? Steve Spiel. This is the only time he uses Jude. No, I guess it is the only time he uses Jude. Why do we think that is? Woohoo! I forgot about that. Well, yeah, I was like, Jude could have been in War Horse. Yeah, he could have been, been one of the guys. Woohoo's. <laughs> do it. War Horse. War Horse. <laughs> that movie is good. Didn't see. He's not just a war horse, he's a friend horse. All right, cool. Saving Private Ryan was 98. And then, yeah, next one was 2001 is AI. Following year, 2002 has both Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. Great movies. One better than the other, but I won't say which. I mean, we know which, but I love them both. I think we might think different ones are better. No, Catch Me If You Can is the best one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, we know, okay, okay, but I do okay, love them okay. both. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if I pivot this to be a Tom podcast? What I you will do? not let you the turn this into a The greatest trick the Tom devil podcast. ever pulled was pivoting are, Jude Law you, podcast to a dare. Tom one. You are no, complicit no, no, if you no, are no, still no, listening. No. <laughs> I won't let you. I won't let you He do backed this. away from Scientology during like the 90s. Tom? Yeah, they have to get him back. So they look. We can't talk about Tom right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Tom. I want to talk about Jude, who should have been nominated for an Oscar for this. Should movie. have been nominated for an Oscar. It's a really good year for the noms. He gets nominated for um the Golden Globe though in a very for good drama? category. Yes. Okay. Very good category. I mean, I think it's a loosely comedic performance. It's obviously not a comedy movie. It's just thoroughly entertaining. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at Globes? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's nominated for um. Best oh, because it's so, an actor in a motion picture. They don't do comedy drama subcategories for supporting. Exactly. So his. Ooh, do you want to guess who wins out of this? Yeah, I'll guess who wins, but give me the five. Sure, I'll give you the five. Just so you know, the big movies this year in general are like Moulin Rouge, Fellowship of the Ring, mm -hmm. Mulholland Drive, A Beautiful Mind. Mm -hmm. This is like what we're going up against this award season. Okay, all right, we got Ben Kingsley in Sexy Beast, which should have swept everything. It's the best. I've never seen. It's one of my favorites. It's He's not the beast. No, he, in ways. He's so good, though. Okay, okay. Look, we'll talk about Sexy Beast later. All right. Ben Kingsley in Sexy Beast, John Voight in Ali, Steve Buscemi in Ghost World, Hayden Christensen is Life as a House. Don't ask me what that is. <laughs> we got Jim Broadbent in Iris and Jude Law in AI. Do you need those again? 
No. Did Broadbent win? Broadbent wins. Yeah. Do you know what Iris is? No, but I know that's one of the big Broadbents. And it's oh, like really? I've kind of overlooked it in my personal Broadbent journey. I love Broadbent. He's yeah, it so seems very good. lifetime. I hope he's I I hope he's got stuff cooking. Oh, he's gotta. I haven't seen him in Best well, part of Game of Thrones later seasons, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, he's in Pad Two, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I so don't is know. Brennan Gleason. God, Pad Two. Pad Two. <laughs> Ooh, if they made Jude Law a Paddington villain, I would shriek. <laughs> I would just I'd lose jump, my man. Mind. I wouldn't even see it. I'd I'd probably die before it. I'd just yeah. freak out. Yeah. Bleak to say I'd die before I got to see Jude Law <laughs> in Pad Bleak Three. Bleak for me to be like, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess you would. Yeah, your time's come, Caroline. That's it. So did you like this as a Jude? Does this like, I think skyrocket it's an incredible up? incredible Jude. Yeah. I think I still can't wrap my head around this movie. I think it's an extraordinary oddity. As long as it exists to give us this Jude performance, I am happy. I think this performance is incredible. Yeah, and this is taking place before the sort of big 2004, where it's like pre-2004, we're still, for the most part, weaponizing his hotness. It works so well because he's just crafted to be hot and it's weird and it's uncanny and he makes it work because he is fully cognizant of his yeah, appearance and, when and he screen ha- presence. Yeah. yeah, and when he has depth, it's commenting on that presence. And it does feel like very connected to Ripley in that sense. Absolutely. just And yeah. like the kind of thing that couldn't have existed if he had not done Ripley. Right, he wouldn't have been seen as a good choice for this role if it weren't for Ripley. There does take a certain level of star power to pull off this role and one of his performances that i think has a lot of humanity which is like funny to say because he's a robot yeah but he doesn't i mean he doesn't play big sweetie very often it's a very tragic role he's extremely sweet and kind-hearted but also limited in what he can give because he's programmed to do one thing There's yeah and it's not played for are. like weepy the way it is like Haley, Haley's whole deal right yeah. Haley joel osmond should have been nominated for this this is an amazing yeah, performance. I, I mean, and he gets nominated for Sixth Sense, but it's like this is oh, he did? just as good. Yeah, didn't he? I I believe he, that would make sense. Yes, that I think so. Huge deal. All right, because isn't that the same year as Ripley? Yeah, ninety nine. So they're both in supporting. Oh my god, they were nominated together in ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the fellas. Oh, I love that. But I think you know who else is nominated in ninety nine. Tom Cruise from Magnolia. You think shut, shut the hell up. up. I mean, that's a, that's a great Tom. Should, it's a great Tom. He, it's like all about his dad. We can't talk about this right now. No, I don't want to talk about uh, And I like camera, Tom, but I just... When the camera cuts, we're going to have to keep talking about Tom. All right. Yeah, he should have gotten nominated for this. Thousand percent. Like, the whole movie hinges on him. I want him to be well. I want Haley him to be well. I mean, look. Spoils of Babylon. Watch it. He's having fun. Yeah, when you said that earlier, I thought it was a movie, but I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like seen a mi- TV show. A little miniseries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny. And he's got a kooky look as an adult that I like. Yeah, he's having fun. He's like beardy and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, shaggy boy. Yeah, yeah, It's funny. He's cute. Seems short. Is he short? I mean, aren't they all? You know who wasn't that short? Should we talk about my celeb sighting this week? Absolutely. I saw Bradley Cooper, and he didn't look short. Yeah, I think he's like six one or something. Yeah, he looked like he just sort of looked like regular size. I'm glad Sometimes he... you see celebs and you're like small. Yeah, like actively like small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pachin, I've seen the Pachin. The Pachin, Pachin seems normal size. Pachin is Pachin's he shorter than me? Oh, Pachin's like five 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 six. Interesting. Yeah, I like that Bradley Cooper was wearing a backwards hat when you saw yeah, him. Yeah, Bradley Cooper wearing a sort of in a mostly black outfit, maybe in like dark blue jeans, mm, and had like one a dark of those wash. Yeah. Those sort of like zip up athletic material jackets, um, you know, Under Armour or moisture whatever. Wicking. Yeah, moisture wicking and then backwards black baseball hat. Mm. Um, 
hair is sort of like poking out from under the edges, yeah, but not like, like shaggy. shaggy. Oh, not shaggy. Not like unkempt, but okay. yeah, like shaggy sort sure, of regular sure. cut. And then, because I was like, because the, the train of thought is always like, good looking person. In Tribeca, sure. Good looking person who looks kind of like Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then be like, it could be Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I do my double take. Mm-hmm. because we're walking in different directions to be like maybe the hat's got like a he's like from philly he's he like loves like the eagles i'm like maybe it's like an eagles hat or like an eagles jacket uh-huh. and that hat mm. all capital letters what? it says joker oh no it says joker a movie he he's produced producer. oh yeah. god is that cursed that couldn't just be a regular hot guy no, with a backwards no. Joker hat. That's him. You like, that's him. impossible, you so it him. has to be Bradley Cooper. You totally Cooper. saw him. I saw Hiddleston on the street. That's good. Recently? Recently, because I work, uh, my office is right near betr- where they're putting up a trail. Oh, I forget he's here right now. He loves Broadway. He's obsessed. Okay. Yeah, but he, I saw him. I Have just you saw seen him, him do anything on stage? No, I want to, though. I mean, he seems great. I'm a Hiddle fan. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, but he, I mean, gorgeous in person. Not that we doubted. I've seen him in person. He's tall. Cheekbones are even more pronounced. Uh, he had a bodyguard walking in front of him. Ooh. I was, like, on the phone with my mom. There was, like, what a, color is his hair right now? Uh, it's, like, that light brown. Yeah. Yeah, like that dusky brown. Looks good. Looks mm-hmm. good as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was walking. There's like, a knot of, like, a family of five. We're walking the same direction. Bodyguard Hiddleston coming towards us. I'm on the phone with mom. Classic. And the the family just like starts gaping at him, so he you know says hello and waves to him, and it was very clearly him. And I was like, oh shit, sunglasses? No. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, he was walking from Times Square, which at the time, uh, Lover had just come out, and it was plastered with photos of Taylor and the mm. album. And I'm like, I like that drama. Yeah. I think he's above it, but you know. Yeah. Hope he's good. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> he's so hot. How could he not be? I loved, uh, lately I've been in a thing of being like, I hope this celebrity is doing well. And it's like, they you have seem, so much more money than like I do. You seem like so gravely worried by every, like, I hope Haley Joel is doing well. I'm like, I think he's good. I, like, we leave, we live in trouble sometimes. That's true. And it's just sort of like, if I'm in chaos, maybe, yeah. maybe they need me to wish them well. Yeah, that's really nice sentiment. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. Weird movie. Weird movie. Great movie. <laughs> All right, let's wind this down. All righty, guys. Gigolo Joe. Gigolo Joe. What do you know? If you want to check it out and you have two and a half hours. Who doesn't? Yeah. No one's busy. That's the new take. No one's busy. No one's busy. Thank you to Ben Kling. For the song. Karen Hahn. For the cover art. Sandra Randall. For everything. Everything else. Love you, Sandy. You could rate. You could review. You could subscribe. You could text your friends about this podcast and say it's always under an hour. (laughs) And that is cool. It's just enough for one commute. That's what we aim for, guys. Yeah, or you do nothing. And you know what? Fine by us. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Good night.